0: Choosing a career in sales is a risk many people aren't willing to take, but if you can handle the risk, a sales career can be the most rewarding challenge you'll ever face. My name is Roger Burnett and this is the place where we study together how to win at the game of sales by examining unique strategies behind successful sales efforts and seek ways to find our own success in what continues to be a fascinatingly complex marketplace. If your goal is to create a standout sales career amidst the noise and endless competition, these discussions with leaders in the field will inform, educate, entertain, and inspire you. Get ready to uncover your unfair advantage. Welcome to the So You're in Sales Podcast. This episode of the So You're in Sales Podcast is brought to you by Badger Maps. Do you work in field sales? Then you've experienced what I've experienced, leaving the house, driving around, visiting customers, and popping into potential new accounts without having a real plan of action. It's easy to waste time driving around until I tried Badger. Badger is a route planner for field sales teams and it can help you sell up to 25% more by optimizing your driving routes and meeting schedule. Cool, right? Badger can knock 20% off the amount of time you spend driving around each day, and that's more time to get deals closed. Badger will also automatically update your customer information in your CRM, so it'll get your sales manager off your back too. Never be late to a sales meeting again, and start your free trial of Badger Maps today by heading to badgermaps.com slash insalespodcast. That's badgermaps.com podcast and start your free trial today. I'm just gonna come right out and say it. I love beer. There, you have it. I am a total beer nerd. I spend lots of time visiting breweries, tasting the product that they're putting out. It's amazing the wide range of varieties of beer that are available in the marketplace today. And you don't have to drive very far in most places to find just an amazing pint to sit back and enjoy and share with friends or maybe even get to build a relationship with the people behind the bar. But in the merchandise business, we see a big gap between what's possible at your local brewery and what really goes on. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. And we've made it part of our mission at Social Good Promotions to try to improve what happens for merchandise for our brewery friends because there's a tremendous opportunity to increase the revenue that a brewery is able to realize on an annual basis by doing a better job at the merch game. And there's a lot of reasons why that doesn't happen. So I wanted to bring in a guest like Jeremy Picker who has become really well respected in our industry for his design eye and talk to him about how to do a better job at brewery merchandising. Breweries are crowded, noisy, difficult marketplaces and that's a lot like what happens for a lot of us in our own industries So even if you don't necessarily have a hand in the brewery game, this could be an interesting conversation for you. Give it a listen. So when we come on to the Sawyer in Sales podcast to have a conversation about brewery merchandise, one of the things that we want everyone to understand is if your local hometown brewer doesn't have any merch right now, there is a reason for that. However what Jeremy and I really want to talk about today has to do with the brewery space and sort of some of the bear traps that we've seen brewers fall into when it comes to trying to manage the, this category, because, you know, Jeremy, I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about your background in this market. But, you know, when it comes to brewers and the equation, you know, I I have a hypothesis. So before we okay. let you explain why you would be credible to answer this question, the okay. question that I'm curious about is I believe there is a magic number that is the optimal percent of annual revenue that a brewer should realize from merchandise sales. So, if I'm a million dollar brewer, what percent in your mind do you believe should be a reasonable percentage for a local brewer to want to target? as the percent of their overall revenue when it comes to merchandise sales. So let me, let me, so riddle me this Batman. Is it, is it safe? Is it ambitious? Is it erroneous to think that a brewer could generate 10% of their total revenue in merchandise sales?
1: That's I think that's even conservative Uh, if done right though. That's, that's I think what we end up talking about off Offline usually <laughs> it's like you know people see the value in it. A lot of them just see well you just need to have a merch store. That's what every brewery does nowadays. But I know that at least with some of my clients, it's it could be up to twenty five percent. There you go. Especially when it's just the tap room. I'm, not everyone has distribution, you know, in right. retail. Right. The so tap room is the only form of revenue, and because of the capacity even before COVID of how many people you can fit in there versus how much they drink, there's a, there's a ceiling to it. And with merchandise, there's no ceiling. It doesn't matter if you're in this small little venue, you know, downtown, you have a cool spot, but you, at the end of the day, you can only fit so many people in there. And with the space, you know, how can you use technology to get more sales, not enough people. And this is, I mean, I could go on a rant for a while on not having a proper web store as a brewery. There's so much competition nowadays. It's like how you're just relying on your merch just for people who come in, which is which is cool. They want a souvenir. But how many breweries are in your area? And then how many breweries are in, you know... Your state and how many people in the, in the vicinity of, of where you're living, you're going to have your locals, but people that are traveling to come visit you yep. is going to be limited as more breweries open or someone down the street. And so you have your brick and mortar go reverse. Now you're going to have your web store, which can touch everybody. And as long as you're doing your job on social media and building a following, people don't even have to be in your state or come to your brewery to give you money. That's true. Say that to yourself, you know, like, how can I get people that have never stepped foot in my brick and mortar, that have never came and tried our beers, can give me their money? Right. And right. I know it's, it's you know, it, there's a lot of brand to that, but I just don't understand. You th- I thought COVID would change people's perception, and it hasn't in a lot of stances. A lot of people are doing a great job doing oh. it, but... But, but yeah, they're, they're, well between me and yeah. you We're professionals in this world and we have to take our magnifying glass out and find those people that are doing it. it it's not obvious. It's not, Oh, everyone has this merch store set up ready to go. I, yeah. I follow all these people on the East coast and I've, I'll never try their beer. I'm sure. I love the brand that they're building. I love their design. I love their culture. Yeah. People aren't utilizing it enough. So it could most people, it's probably under 5%. Stone has their own social media account just for merchandise. Yes, they've grown, but they started small and local in San Diego, right? But, you know, all you have to do is look at them and they don't need it. They're selling enough beer that they don't necessarily need the merchandise. They do it. Yes, the bottom line helps too, but they're brand building, That's what people don't, don't see just, they just see the dollars, but they don't see the brand building that people have created. You know, there's people making great beers or better, sorry, better beers than some of these big guys. But, you know, you just look at the, the cult that Paps has had, you know, over, you know, I, I, they've done a great job and who they partner with for their merchandise. actually supply them a, a few items, but they're, I mean, they're a full blown agency just for Paps. Yeah. And it's awesome, you know, the reach that they've they've had. But even on a small scale, man, especially if you're a home brewer that goes into like a brick and mortar, merch is a must.
0: Merch is a must. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, speak to the people about your business and where your focus is and why your opinion on this topic when it comes to breweries might be worth people listening to.
1: Yeah, so I... I started Amber my my main company um in 2008. I've come from the the retail and the fashion space. I toured with rock bands selling merch on the road for 10 years, you know, big arenas, a lot of volume of merch that we were moving and really got to see the live event, the um the emotional connection to merchandise, not just to buy a product, but why they chose that product, you know, at this concert, being able to see a lot of that, of the emotional connection with merchandise. And so as I was building up my clientele, you know, you always start local for the most part, unless you're trying to do a custom thing that's solely based on the web. I had a local um, burger joint and we would go in there. They were walking distance from our office and, you know, we just became, regulars to them, obviously quietly judging their merchandise. But again, <laughs> what I've tried to build is I, I want to come from the fashion and retail world, right. not in manufacturing. Anybody can get a t-shirt made, but it goes beyond that. And so they started off with one restaurant and they started growing and they started branching off. And then other restaurants in town knew the the proprietor. He was a former head chef at another restaurant chain. And so they started telling everybody and the, the great thing for the food and beverage industry is that you, the whole, the whole environment is built around having fun, you know, socializing, drinking, have some people are doing it to sulk, but for the most part, (laughs) people are doing it, you know, for the community and uh, for the social aspect of it the menu types, the names of the beer, you know, all these different elements that would make for great merchandise. And so when we started building and focusing on that, we went from, you know, maybe 8 local restaurants to about 80 venues in just a couple years, being able to work with professional design teams, you know, but when you go beyond the the logo stuff to the lifestyle, that is what you see in the especially in the brewery space it's the lifestyle of you know at least here in colorado outdoorsy you know dog lovers animal lovers you you know people are active volleyball especially um, breweries. exactly and so i really wanted to focus on how can we use the employee staff to generate the the merchandise retail sales and then how does all of it integrate into your, your digital marketing and your live event strategy? Because different events are are require different merch. Yes, you can sell the same things, but it's a very different audience. It's not everyone's created equal because if your employees don't like the merchandise, they're not going to sell. They're not going to go out of their way to sell it, especially if they're not getting you know paid on it right <laughs> they're not they're it's not necessarily adding up on their um on their tips and so if they're not stoked about it if they're not comfortable wearing it you know then it's going to go down you're not going to sell as much cuz the people aren't going to see that passion but when people are rocking that shirt and they love it and you can tell that they're not wearing this cuz they have to it's comfortable right you get it's 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 a nice shirt it's soft and so Right. And again, it's when you're price driven, when you're, Hey, my buddy Prince, and you don't treat it like you do buying the best brewery equipment, equipment, the best hops, when you're not thinking about all that whole process and merch becomes an afterthought, then that's when you're stuck with inventory. How do you do better? How can you sell more? Yeah. That was kind of my passion. How can I help them not only build their brand when you're trying to scale, when you're trying to expand and take someone else's market share, you know, I know that people are constantly drinking, but you know, there's a limited local space for so many breweries and how are you going to stand out? Not only the next few years, but the test of time. And so that's the fun part of what we do. In Michigan, similar to Colorado, we
0: have 330 craft breweries. Wow. And you can travel the interstates around our mitten state, and there is those exit signs that tell you what, how many gas stations, how many restaurants, and now how many breweries.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: That's amazing. And legitimately, on many of our stretches of highway, every exit has its own brewery, right? So for those of you who are listening to this conversation who give no shit about beer whatsoever, what I want you to recognize is this conversation, while it is specific to breweries, It's no different than your competition in your business. You're faced with a lot of competitors, and there's only one low-cost provider. Mm -hmm. So you have to take advantage of the goodwill that you're capable of generating with the people who consume what it is that you sell to the point that they're willing to go out into the street and say to people, Jeremy, have you been to Brewery Becker? They make some of the most historically important brews that no other brewery in our entire state makes. And wouldn't it be great if there was a way for us to show other people our allegiance to that brand? Because to me, this is a lot, of, a lot of a lot like being a music fan. If you like Pearl Jam, if you like Jay Cole, if you like whomever you're going to probably wear something of that artist if you like them enough. But for the real fans of that artist, it's down to a record level. So I'll wear the T-shirt or the hat from the particular CD that's been put out or Spotify release that's happened because I want other people who are fans of that band To not only recognize that I, too, am a fan of that band, but there's a very specific album that I am a really big fan of, much like an IPA, a porter, a chocolate stout. Like, if I see you walking down the street with an Arbor Brewing Company Strawberry Blonde t-shirt, that means something completely different. And if you're walking down the street with a Buzzsaw IPA t-shirt, those are very different beers. Yes. And so consequently, Strawberry Blonde has a love-hate relationship With a lot of consumers, everyone loves Bussaw IPA. So if I see you in a strawberry blonde t-shirt, much like if I saw you in a Pearl Jam 10 t-shirt, it changes the context of the kind of conversation we might have. Part two of that. Absolutely. Pandemic. All right. You, I, everyone in the community that likes to support the businesses that serve us, we're shut out. Other than maybe a gift card purchase or buying some Grubhub or something. Yeah. But imagine if we had an opportunity to support you through merchandise sales where we never even needed to come see you because we could have bought it online and had it shipped to your place. Yep. So, again, to go back to this competitive differentiation strategy, how do we create an opportunity for us to set our brand apart from the other 329? That are in this state. There are a number of ways to do it. But what you and I both think is this is it 5% of rev? Is it 10% of rev? Is it 25% of rev? Is really where I wanna focus the conversation because let's figure out what the number really is so that when we get to what you said happens oftentimes is, yeah, I've got that covered. Okay, well, how are you stacking up against what we've established as everyone agrees? That 10%, if that's what it turns out to be, is where you should be, because maybe you don't think you need to change anything if you're not measuring what your results are in comparison to some benchmark whatsoever. Okay, so we're going to close the lid on that part of it. Now we're going to talk about the real excuse, and this is what we're going to title this podcast. Okay. I just want to make the damn beer, Jeremy. That's all. (laughs) I just want to make the beer. Why is that a mistake?
1: Well, you don't just make the beer. You, you who for the most part just like where we're in, we're the curators of the merchandise. We find the sources, the products, the design, the, the the logistics and a lot of us we're not physically touching anything. Just like I mean, they're physically touching it, but they don't make the beer without the people who make all the other ingredients. Right. And again, their beer would be mediocre if they treated their supplies and their equipment like they do merchandise of, and I know it's small business, you know, you have to be frugal to a point, but being frugal on the right things, merchandise is the, the beer is pissed out in an hour, right? I mean, sorry to get crude, but like your core product while it tastes good it's gone in an instant the yeah. merchandise is the only thing that you can take from that brewery to keep supporting that brewery i think that's right i just want to make the beer but then what people have no experience in the merchandise realm but what more of a reason to have right that partner that is going to help you like there's a lot of brewery merch companies out there it's it's huge now you know i've i was doing brewery merch ugh, years ago just cuz we have that much more microbrew scene here in Colorado sure. but now everyone even big players are getting into it but again it's more than just creating the product you can make the best beer but if you're not canning it right or bottling it if you're not getting the distributorship you know if you're not paying all those fees that it takes to get on the shelf then no one's going to know about your good beer and that's wh- where I kind of like in merchandise it's not only about getting it made because again, you can have the best merch and if you're not selling it actively selling it, that's the other thing building it and they will come. It doesn't exist with merchandise, right? No one needs another t-shirt. No one needs another koozie, right? But what is going to get them to, to like yours and buy yours and support yours? Again, it's not just about that initial purchase of you buy a bottle opener. Cool. And we're done. It's, That bottle, where are you going to use that bottle opener? You're going to go camping with your friends with that bottle opener. You're going to be popping beers at a party (laughs) with that bottle opener. And so it's just, the thing is, is like, are you truly thinking about your merchandise program like the other parts of your business? Instead of just, let's get merch made, let's put it out there, let's sell it. Well, then that's cool. But I mean, I don't hear any strategy happening (laughs) as far as... This is how we're going to get to that 20% of our revenue. If they're like tap house specific.
0: Sometimes in the conversation, what you really sense is there's a pent up urgency to want to do it. But if I've been burned in the past, then maybe I'm a little less reluctant to be willing to take the leap again, because I don't, more so than ever with what's going on in, you know, breweries and restaurants with there's nobody to wait tables, there's customers are challenged, you know, coming in. So how could I avoid some of those potential problems that have burned me in the past? What are some of the ways that because you and I both know there's ways to get around it. So from your perspective, if we were going to leave one of those nuggets with, someone who's listening to say like, you don't have to necessarily get burned the way you did in the past.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had a bad beer in the past, but that doesn't stop <laughs> me from drinking beer. I mean, <laughs> even this, whoever we're talking to, they've made some messed up beers or they they finagled the ingredients because it wasn't coming out. Right. But that doesn't, that hasn't stopped your people from coming back and having that maybe some and they'll give you a bad review, <laughs> but you yeah. know, hopefully that's few and far between, you know, I think a lot of the burn has either been people have bought like overseas products, you know, buying these full custom overseas, which is great, but the timeline, the amount of money invested in it without even having that, that market that really wants it all because you can, doesn't mean you should. So if you're trying to make this all over button up, when most of the people coming in your, your brewery are just wearing t-shirts, you you know, they're literally bikers, right? Uh, road bikers or mountain bikers. If they're not wearing those products you're selling, then you are going to be stuck with it. And so a lot of it is not even what product is getting made. That can be this back conversation. It's something about digging deeper of what is your goal with, with your brewery? Do you want to be small and local? And that's where you're happy with. Cool. Cause then there's a different approach to that. But if you're telling me that you want to be this distributed brewery all throughout, at least your state, you know, I know it complicates things as you go past state lines, but within your state, the only way you're going to get there is to build brand and build that grassroots audience. Again, it's not either, it's not just social. It's not just You know, it's not just the tap room. It's not just live events. Like it has, it's all of it. You have to do all of it and do it with excellence if you want to get to that point. And so, and again, I I like to use stone because they get it again. I know they have the money and the investment, but it's not about how much and what they're doing. It's, it's that they're taking the effort in the value of merchandise and how it's expanded with, you know, not everyone can do a logoed something. But Stone can because they have a wicked logo, you know, right. it's something that people would wear, not even knowing if it's associated with beer or even a company. They just like the design. And so I think showing them on the branding side and on the marketing side and how are you gaining new customers, you know, the digital strategy plus merch, just add merch to a lot of that, even if they're doing it badly now. If they just tweak a couple things with their strategy, that is just going to get more sales no matter what. And so, again, it's pricing. It's how are people at the tap room? How are you promoting it? And when you start making them think of all these things and not like telling them that they're doing it wrong, but you're saying, you know, in my experience with merchandising, having a shirt laying flat on a counter with no price tag is going to sell 70% less than it would if you're giving it special attention making the product again is not enough anybody can do that my grandma can go get a shirt made <laughs> it, it's yeah. about what then what after it how is it being distributed and once you start letting them answer their those questions for themselves that oh yeah we don't have this oh i've never thought about that yeah. oh you can use a hang tag to to use a qr code to send people to the web store and now you have a web visitor and a brick and mortar visitor.
0: An email address that we captured in that process. that oh now gosh. we can start marketing to you through email. Yep. All that stuff. is. It's. It, but again, to your point, it's like these things are faceted. So even if you just started with one and said, like, I'm gonna, I'm going to be bad at it, but I'm going to start because I know I'm going to get good at it. I'm going to make a plug for you and guys like you. So I would say skip the next T-shirt purchase and spend the money with the designer to come up with a handful of really awesome designs, and then put them in front of your clientele and let them tell you which one of the ones that you've spent money on would be the one that they would spend money to buy a t-shirt or a hat from. You can actually create an e-commerce strategy where you don't buy anything up front and you allow your community of people who would be your consumers to pick what they would spend money on. Then you execute the transaction you don't have much in the way of excess in that instance. And oh, by the way, maybe you outfit some of your staff in some of those exact same products so you can combine the purchase of what everybody from your consumer base bought with what your staff purchase would be to help drive the cost down of the total order to help drive more profit for the sales that you make. Your whole discussion about if you're allowing your wait staff to share in the love on when a product gets sold imagine how much more product gets sold when people are going to get
1: paid to do it. <laughs> Just like they do appetizers or snacks at a, brew, you know, if they're not selling food in house, giving them a little bit of the love saying based on our, today's merch sales, the collective tip out is going to be X percent of our merch sales. Yep. That's one. There's the one thing you can tweak to grow sales <laughs> Absolutely. Tomorrow. This is the problem. Are you are you going to a printer or do you have a partner? A printer is not going to be your eyes in front of you and behind you, above you. They're going to be there when you need them, which is I need new 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 T-shirts. But once they give you that T-shirt, it's done. They don't have the capacity to hold your hand and give you these nuggets of free goodness that you don't pay them for. Right. You know what I mean? And that, that's the one thing that I, I really like to show them is like the only way you are going to have this strategy long term is to work with a professional, not a pro- professional merch maker, a professional salesperson that is going to help you increase that. Because again, a, most likely a printer, they just need to keep those things churning. So whether it's your order or the next person's order, they don't care. They just need to fill that time you have merchandise. Okay, great. But that's, that's the most, that's most people's goal. Let's just get through and make merchandise. It doesn't, you know, everyone says they want to make money, but they're not doing anything to push it. Yeah. And again, you have, you have to push it. There's plenty of crappy brands out there that are killing it because they understand how to market it and how to build that community. There's so many, a cool design that no one sees. Is it that cool? You know, you have, you have to get it into the hands of people. Like you were going to say, LinkedIn polls, Facebook polls, Instagram polls, type form surveys through your email newsletter. Ask if you don't know what people want and you can't figure it out, then ask them what they want. And you're going to get a thousand answers, but there's going to be a commonality, right? That your demographic, your core demographic is going to have similar tastes. And it could be something you you don't even have a clue. And when I tell my customers, I tell them, I know the marketplace. I know retail because all of the people that are coming to your venue shop at the same places. I study the market. I see what's coming down the line. I know demographics, but you, the brewery or the restaurant, you know your those people that come in day in day out is it older alcoholics that, you know, that they, they have no fashion sense or they don't even care if you gave it to them for free, they would wear it because that's that generation or is it young hipsters that care about what they look like or frat, you know, college students, just knowing that is going to have a different approach. And again, it's not just all merch is created equal every, every demographic. And as you get to know your audience, everything is going to be a hit, not everything, probably 80, 20, right? You're, you're going to have your cores, but it's, it's building the merchandise. It's how to distribute it. It's how to market it and how to just keep that snowball effect going the flywheel, I guess, right? Is you want it to self-generate that, but you have to give it effort. And if you're not given an effort, then you're going to have that story of it's just sitting on the shelves or I've been burned because Again, great merch that no one knows about is not great.
0: Great merch that no one knows about is still better than bad merch overall. So we'll for get, sure get them. I get don't them want I then. don't
1: want to get my pinky up too much on this. You know, you know how I how I roll, and you know I'm I'm very vocal about my taste with design. But again, people need to start somewhere, and that's where I want like people to see is that you might not be able to afford all of this or all of that, but you have to pay attention. And then again, you have to have the taste level. You know, not only the brewery has the brewer has the taste for the beer, the merch company should have the taste for the merch. And again, it's not just about creating that product and setting up an e store. No, God, no, it it has to be. The design is the first thing anyone's going to see, whether they're at your brick and mortar or online, if they don't resonate with that design, Maybe they might buy one logo shirt, but then they'll never purchase again. But as they have the logo shirt and then they have the stout shirt and then they have this, you know, funny, hazy IPA that, you know, is only seasonal and that you create a shirt to promote that beer, it's not going to get any better. You'll have a steady amount of sales. But again, what is your goal? If you don't really care at the end of the day, then we're not for you. You can go to your local printer. That's fine. But we're hope, hopefully the people on your podcast that are involved in this industry. They're wanting to get better. They want to have that competitive competitive advantage, and it's not your beer.
0: I mean, it is a little bit,
1: but sure, 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 sure. But here, Jeremy, this is most literally, people aren't connoisseurs that they're not going to tell the difference. They no. they'll order an IPA no matter if they go to a dive bar or this brewery, right? That's so true. it's like what is really pulling people in. It's the community. It's the environment. It's the aesthetic. It's, it's just the brand that you you're building that people get excited about. Make, uh, make this experience of not just coming in. I order my beer and I sit down, like make it interactive again, that you're for breweries. That's going to be people telling people you can put ads in the paper as much as you want, but it's going to be, it's going to come down to people, telling others about this place and bringing their friends there. And then it it spreads like that. You have to be excited about it all, you know, for your, your consumer to be excited. If you, if you treat it with no respect, they're not going to care. They're going to see, they're going to see that it's an afterthought, not a forethought.
0: So the, the slogan that we use is you make the beer, we'll make the merch. If you're going to make the investment, Let's make it be one that actually can be something that you can be proud of because to me I think and I've been told by this by a number of my friends in the brewery industry when they see someone on the street walking around with some of their gear on it's like hearing your song on a radio
1: yeah right sure absolutely
0: <laughs> so i think we'll leave it there i think you know we've we've kind of we we've, we've got, if they haven't don't believe us by now i don't think we're going to convince them so so concludes the audio portion of the so you're in sales podcast. So bonus content, you're going to have to wait a week to hear the bonus content from the video enabled. So you're in sales podcast, which releases on the opposite Wednesday from this audio version. There's a whole additional section that we talk about that is involved in the bonus content. And Jeremy asks me a couple questions as well. So please If you have the opportunity to do so next week when the video enabled version of the show releases, pop on over to YouTube to pay attention to that one. But if this resonated with you, or if you know a local brewer that you really are a fan of that is not doing a great job at merch, maybe share this with them. There's a lot of things that get in the way for brewers to really be successful in the merch game, and it's not necessary we can do a much better job of turning the goodwill that they've built into something that they can actually make money at if they do it the right way and employ a professional partner like Social Good Promotions. If you like these series of interviews, please subscribe, share it around, let people know what's going on so that we can continue to bring guests like Jeremy Picker, who has just a tremendous eye for design onto the program, and share his knowledge like he did today with you. Until next time, this is Roger signing off.